Hi, and welcome to Let's Get Clinical. Tips from the CRA Helper. Here is your host, Elizabeth Waddell. Hi, Elizabeth here. And yes, I am really here. (laughs) I had taken some time to work on my new course. And when talking about it with my sister-in-law, Crystal, she was like, oh, no, you have pod fade. And I'm like, no, not pod fade. Wait, what is that? Is that a thing? And when I looked it up, I realized, yes, it's a thing. And yes, unfortunately, I did have it. And it sounds so funny. It sounds like I'm admitting to having a medical condition or something. But (laughs) on a serious note, I did not mean to fade off. But the good news is I did have a good reason. So today in episode 19, I want to discuss what I've been working on. It's a new course called CRA Foundation Training, and please do not think this is going to be something salesy. I really want to share not only what the course entails, but also my purpose, passion, and motivation for this. I've always learned, even in church to this day, that having a strong foundation is vitally important. With a strong foundation, a structure can stand during trials, storms, anything, right? Well, the same thing with learning as well. Picture the structure as your CRA career. And you want that built on a strong foundation. So I designed a five-module course in order to lay the foundation of quality monitoring and preparing you for a career as a CRA. And the training is actually an expansion of this podcast. So if you found this podcast helpful, then the course will also be helpful as it goes even deeper. It will walk you through step-by-step the tasks and deliverables a CRA is responsible for while focusing on how to do it with quality. I've been where you are, and I want to share my knowledge. I want to bless you guys. This is a complicated industry, and if I can help you learn things now that took me years to learn or help you avoid areas where even seasoned CRAs can get stuck in, I want to do that. So there's a total of 15 lessons that are separated into five modules, and it covers the why and then leads to the how. So in the why section, it starts with an overview of the drug development process because I want to go over that background of how study drug goes from the lab all the way to the pharmacy. So I want to start off by reviewing that pathway and also where do CRAs fit into that drug development process? And then I want to review ICHDCPs and don't cringe when you hear that because many of you being in the clinical research industry already knows that it's an in-depth training and you may have already taken this training and that's okay because this time you're going to be listening to it with your CRA hat on and seeing it from that perspective. So it's not something redundant. You're going to be seeing it from a different perspective. And then also included will be a beginner's guide to the common clinical research terms, the different systems and common documents that are found in the regulatory binder. And after that overview, I jump into all the types of monitoring visits. Did you know that there's actually four different types of monitoring visits? We have pre-study visits. They're also known as site selection visits. We have site initiation visits, routine monitoring visits, and closeout visits. So I want to review all of these as well as discussing the purposes for each one and what is required to be performed at each one. And then also included are checklist templates for all the four visit types. So there will be a PSV checklist, an S. SIV checklist, an RMV checklist, and a COV checklist. So these will be great templates for you to use when you begin your CRA journey performing these different types of visits. And then of course, you need to add things from your CMP, all your study specifics, your protocol specifics, and then also any particular SOPs or requirements for your particular company. But these are definitely great guides and checklists to help you get your start. 
And then I also talk about monitoring visit prep and follow-up, what's required to prepare for your visit, what follow-up is required after. And I've also included a routine monitoring visit prep and follow-up checklist. I picked this type of visit to make a checklist for because this will be the most common, the most visits that you will perform in your CRA career, those routine monitoring visits. And then I want to jump into review of on-site monitoring activities, taking you step-by-step there, investigator site file review, the trial master file, study drug accountability. How is that performed? What documents must the CRA verify? How do they calculate study drug compliance for a subject? And then I want to jump into ICF HIPAA review, source document review, source document verification, risk-based monitoring, and how do you confirm if a subject is truly eligible for a study? And then I want to review monitoring tools in order to help perform these tasks, safety reporting. Safety is huge in clinical research. So I want to discuss safety reporting definitions, safety assessment, PI responsibilities, sponsor responsibilities, and then what are the responsibilities of a CRA when reviewing an SAE? What are the safety reporting requirements? So I want to review that information as well as query and trip report writing. This will definitely be a big part of your CRA career. Generating queries and writing trip reports will be a big part of your CRA career for sure. And then I want to discuss some soft skills. If you remember from episode 12 of the podcast, soft skills are very important. So I want to actually talk about time management and metrics, professionalism, communication, and site relationships. These are very important for your career as well. And then after all of this, I want to review pathways to becoming a CRA. And I've also included with that an updated guide listing CRA entry-level companies, as well as some positions that I noticed at the CRO level where you could gain some research experience. So I added that on the guide as well. And what's really cool is all of this training together is about eight and a half hours. And I know in this day and age, extra time is hard to find, especially for those of us already in the clinical research industry. It's hard to find free time, especially when we're meeting all our deliverables. Definitely, we know being a CRA is not a nine to five job. So I know it's very difficult to find extra time. That is why I wanted everything to be available upfront to where you can go at your own pace. And again, it totals about eight and a half hours. And these also can be used as contact hours for ACRP maintenance renewal points. And so, So what I did was, because I'm not an accredited organization, I contacted ACRP directly in order to confirm if this training can be used as maintenance renewal points for ACRP certification. So of course, they know I'm certified through them as a CRA. So I'm an ACRP certified CRA. But also I included a copy of my CV so they could see all my experience. At the time, I had 18 plus years. Now it's over 19 years. But at the time, I had 18 plus years And that included my time as a senior CRA, as well as a clinical operations manager, and also the training and development that I performed. So they got to see all of that. And then I let them know everything that was going to be included in my course, all the topics covered. And then after they reviewed that, they confirmed, yes, that this training can be contact hours of research for those that are ACRP certified. And then they need these points for maintenance renewal. And this particular training, this particular course will count as 8.50 contact hours. And this is just in time for those of you that need your maintenance renewal points by November 30th. I know I need more, so I'm definitely one of them. So it's definitely a win-win for those needing the points and then also receiving the training as well. But I do want to share my purpose for this. Do you require this training or any other CRA training for that matter? Do you require this in order to be a CRA? No, absolutely not. You do not need this training in order to be a CRA. And I would never want you to think that and I would never want to mislead you in any way. So I just want to make that clear. But can this benefit you? and give you knowledge that can help you? Yes. So I did want to give an example. One of the last studies that I monitored on 
ended early because of safety issues with the study drugs. So that stopped early. And there was actually another study that was in need of help because they were behind in data review and there was an interim analysis coming up. So they needed help. So I actually helped with what was called SWAT visits. When a study needs help and we're actually able to help cover these visits, we do that. So this particular study was a cardiovascular indication and my experiences with CNS studies. So before reviewing the protocol, the CMP and all the documentation provided for my review, I went into our LMS system. It's our learning management system. I went in and I took training regarding the cardiovascular system and the particular diseases that were under study. So I want to say it was about four different trainings that I had taken. And was I required to do this? Did I have to do this? Was I asked to do this? No, not at all. Actually, I chose to do it because I wanted to have more confidence. I wanted to have a deeper understanding of that particular indication of the diseases under study. I wanted to feel more confident as I monitored those studies. It also helped me in my review of the protocol. And again, I was more confident. I felt like more of an expert in that study because I had more knowledge and confidence when it came to the indication as well, especially when I wasn't used to monitoring in that particular therapeutic area. So that gave me the knowledge and the experience that I needed to help me gain confidence and to help me to have a deeper understanding. So again, it wasn't something I was required to do. I chose to do it and it really did help me. So I did want to share that. And again, if you find the podcast helpful, my training style is just like the podcast as well as its actual training with slides and helpful guides and checklists. And you can download all of this information. You can have it as long as you need it. And my purpose here is to help those that are aspiring to become CRAs as well as the new baby CRAs, junior CRAs that are out there. I want to help. You know by now I have a passion to train and mentor. But when I think of a new CRA overwhelmed or maybe not know where to begin on site, it makes me want to cry. I never want to think of anyone struggling. And I also have a passion for quality. I want to mold and teach the quality way from the start before any bad habits are developed or learned. My purpose for this course is, again, I want to teach you step-by-step how to be a CRA and lay a strong foundation that you can build upon. I love clinical research. I love helping people. I want to help people. I want to mentor people. I want to bless people. I want to be a light for people. That's my passion. That's what I want to do. And that's who I am. Clinical research has been a big part of my life. It's been such a blessing. And I want you to have that too. And most CRA entry-level companies, when you look at some of the skills required, they do mention a knowledge of ICHDCPs, being familiar with the drug development process, time management skills. And like we reviewed, the course covers those topics. I want you to gain a strong foundation. I want you to be confident in the interview process. Remember I talked about when I took the time to learn more about that particular therapeutic area and the disease under study, I gained confidence, I gained a deeper knowledge, and it helped me that much more as I monitored at those sites. So just think, in addition to your experience, the confidence you can have by learning this material. I want you to stand out in the interview process and have a step above the rest. I want to take you to the next level. And you can learn more again on my website at thecrahelper.com. And if you have any questions, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I'm at the CRA Helper. Thank you so much. I pray you guys are safe and doing well out there. And I look forward to our time together during the next episode. So until next time.